Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Savage Words podcast. I'm so excited. This is like our first episode, and I have the most incredible story that's actually going to unfold. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Rainy Robinson. I was lucky enough to be on uh, Dog and Beth on the Hunt for three seasons. I was on A&E, uh, Dog and Beth Fight for Their Lives, and then just recently I co-starred on uh, Dog's Most Wanted on uh, WGNA last year. I have been uh, extremely fortunate to uh, bring this incredible episode to you, but I want to introduce you to an incredible investigator and journalist, and her name is Dorian Quillen. She's got an amazing story uh, out of Oklahoma. It's an old cold case, like 1986, I want to say. 1986, yeah? 87. 87. 87. And it, it, this is a pair of daughters, you know, a pair of sisters that were, uh, that came up missing. But before we get too far into the story, I'm going to introduce you to Dorian. Hi, Dorian. Hi, Rainy. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for taking your time. And it's good to uh, see. You. Yeah, it's going to be sure. wonderful. So tell me, um, this is a, you know, give me a little bit, give us a little bit of background on yourself. Sure. Um, I used to be a journalist. I'm now a licensed professional counselor, but somewhere along the way, I also got my PI license. I, I get bored easily, I guess. So I just like to do a lot of different things and life has kind of pulled me in different directions and I just go with it. Um, so I was a journalist when I became interested in this case and when I um, met the parents and met the family of these girls and really started to get interested. So uh, get, why don't you give a little bit of background? A lot of people know this and it is, uh, you know, it is Googleable. It is right. out there. The information yes. is out there, but give everyone a little bit of a background on, on this actual case. Sure. September 23rd, 1987, uh, sister Cheryl Ginzer, 25 years old, Lisa Pennington, 16, went to the state fair of Oklahoma. Um, they were supposed to meet at midnight at the Space Needle uh, for a ride. The brother dropped his girlfriend at home, came back to the fair. The girls were not at the Space Needle, and uh, he never saw them again. Um, what we know is that they left the fair with two men, one named Lane Henley and one named Doug Lawson. Doug Lawson was a worker at the monorail ride there at the State Fair. They went, they were kind of partying, you know, they're young. They went and partied at a house, and then they ended up in a suburb of Oklahoma City called Britain. It's called Old Britain. It kind of never changes. Oklahoma City. And they ended up at Lane Henley's house. And that's the last place anyone knows. For the next thing we heard about them, their bodies were found um, October 20th. So about a month later in a shallow grave uh, in a field kind of near Britain, in a place where Britain people would visit and fish and so forth. And... Um, so the case is still, it's 33 years old and uh, no one's ever been convicted in this. It's, it's pretty shocking. I, and I know that you, you know, you and I have spoken before. Right. Over this case. And I know that you have a, like just a ton of documentation. Yes. And I, I'm curious that at, when you were giving me a little bit of background, how is it that they know that the girls ended up in these two men's home? 
How, how did they know? How, how was that established? Well, um, Doug Lawson uh, came forward and he stated that the girls uh, were there at Lane Henley's house uh, in the wee hours, uh, I guess, of the next morning. And um, that he said that he saw Lane Henley hit Cheryl, the oldest girl, with a shovel and then uh, throw them in, throw her in the car and that he raped the, uh, Lisa and that he saw Lane kill the girls. Well, Lane was arrested. Lane Henley was arrested in 1990. So this is three years later. They went to preliminary hearing in 1992. And when Lane Henley was sitting there in court, Doug Lawson was on the stand and he recanted that testimony. He said, I didn't see any of that. <clears throat> he was arrested in the courtroom and served five years for perjury. Lane Henley was released. And to this day, no one's ever been, no one else has ever been arrested again, ever. And, Nothing has ever happened. And when they, when they discovered the bodies, was there, uh, was there any evidence that uh, she had been hit with a shovel? Was there any of that evidence? Um, we don't know exactly about the evidence, what it showed. We have a, at the preliminary hearing, the, the evidence was admitted into testimony. I have a, a pretty long list of the evidence. So there were items from both girls uh, of every kind, clothing, jewelry, hair, nails, you know, stuff that some cases don't even have that have a conclusion already. So we just don't know <clears throat> what the evidence would have told if it was examined or tested. None of that has ever happened. So, at, so, what, so even though they did collect the evidence, yes. was it ever tested? No, I think that there, some of the hairs were, there was some testimony about the hairs belonging to Lane Henley, but at the time, his defense attorney threw it out and said, that's just fake science. We can't, we, you know, we can't really tell anything yeah. about that. And, you know, in 1987, 1990, by the time he was at preliminary, you know, DNA was very new. And they said, there's really no reason to test these items because we know who they were with. And I thought, well, that's true. But what if you found someone else's DNA on any of those items? What would that, what would that mean for the case? Right. So that's why they said, we're never testing anything. You know, the, what, this is so tragic. And the reason I say it's tragic is, you know, we have a mother that's been weeping for 33 yes. years that can't quite ever get, and it's not like closure is ever bestowed upon us. Right. I know that it's a process for us to do yeah. that. But, you know, being, having such a horrendous thing, this isn't one daughter, this is two, two daughters. Yeah. On top it's of each terrible. other, Michelle Graham. You know, and uh, you and I had spoken before, uh, you know, uh, David, ha you know, his sister was murdered right. and, uh, and the man was never convicted. And that it, it's, it's like one of the most gut-wrenching kind of Absolutely. to go through because you, you know, we want there to be, we want there to be justice. Of okay? course. We want there to be yes. justice. We want the yes. people to step forward, have them convicted. And, you know, this is not like it was a missing body where they're That's trying right. to, like, you know, put things together. This is like they had it like right in front of them. Absolutely. I'm curious, was, was there clothing that was also found with them? Yes. I'm looking at my list here. There was uh, hairs of every kind, um, clothing uh, from both the girls, um, fingernails, some jewelry that, that they were wearing. 
yeah, there were some, yeah, the items they were wearing were recovered. You know, I just think Rainy, I mean, this mother uh, has been through so much. And I think if the evidence is lost or destroyed, this, this was the last stuff that she saw her girls in. They left the house and she said, be careful. And this is what they were wearing. I just think after all this time, whatever has happened to it, she deserves to know that. I she just deserves to know. I, I absolutely agree. And you know, the, and you know, you know, as being an investigator, there is a, um, there is a concept where, uh, you know, investigators can hone in on a certain person right. and then kind of like, not even consider other people. Right. And that type of tunnel vision can kind of lead him into that. And so, you know, because this person came forward and said they were at, you know, Lane's home and then right. recanted that, mm -hmm. it really put it back to kind of zero. That's but, exactly right. But a lot of murder cases have been solved with nobody coming forward. Absolutely. Um, and, and even before DNA testing and yes. all of that stuff, there's always been an option. And, uh, you know, with good detective work and that kind of stuff that you could do it. And the, the girls were not killed in that location. Is that correct? You know, we've never been able to say definitively where they were killed. Um, we've had different stories about it. I be personally believe they were killed there or nearby Lane's house. I, I just think that. I, I can't back that up specifically, but after looking into it for so many years, I, I don't think it was very far from there. Yeah. What is it that drew you to this? I mean, why this particular one? I just, it was kind of like getting gum in your hair. I didn't mean for it to happen. I just, I just kept trying to get away from it. It's like, you know, um, I met the parents. Uh, I was a young journalist. I'm 58. I was 27, I think, when I met them. I'm like, this is my whole adult life. But I met them at a support group. I was covering a, a new support group for murder victims' families. And so I went there as a journalist and I, you know, I knew their story living in Oklahoma, but I met Rocky, it was the dad, and Charlotte. And uh, they said, yeah, you know, this was uh, three years after the murders. They said, the police tell us they know who did it, but they can't do anything. And I thought, well, that's kind of nuts. How do they know who did it then? I, I don't get that. So I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And I don't know if it's I read too many Nancy Drews as a child or what, but I was like, that just drives me nuts. How can you, not, how can you know who did it and nothing can be done? That, that just doesn't seem right. right. So I told them, look, if I can ever write anything that will help keep the case alive, you know, you guys let me know. And so that kind of, I kind of kept in touch with them. And then we just got uh, closer and closer. You know, every anniversary I would check in with them and um, I'd write a letter to the editor to keep things kind of in the public eye. And, and then I uh, just got, they gave me all the case materials they had, the transcripts from Lane's preliminary. I started just immersing myself in them and it led to me getting a PI license and just really, just for about 15 years, I just immersed in this case. Yeah, and it, it's gotta be frustrating Oh. You know, I'm sure it's frustrating as a prosecutor, and but it's frustrating as an investigator and as a, a, a as a mother. I understand Rocky has passed away, right? Yes, that's right. Right. Yep. And uh, and I, I know it's got to be frustrating to have a suspicion of who it is, but then bridging the gap between suspicion and evidence. And, you know, that's what you and I had discussed is actually trying to locate that evidence. Where right. is the evidence right now? Do you know? We'd love to know. It's a million dollar question. You know, we've heard over the years, the police have said there is no evidence. I'm like, wait, whoa, wait a minute. I got this big paper right here from the, it's in the public record. You know, anyone can see it. There's a lot of evidence. 
And that was all admitted in, uh, in yes. uh, the preliminary hearing, correct? Yes. So yep. That was all uh, in, entered in, and then I'm assuming yes, that's it was looked at and all of that. So where did it go from there? That's a good question. I mean, we have the chain of custodies testified to in the preliminary hearing. You know, the, the people that recovered it at the scene from the medical examiner's office, right. he testified, I gave it to this guy, to this guy, you know. And uh, so we know that it was taken into custody. We somewhat know the chain of custody, but we don't know what has happened to it since then. And we, we just have no idea. So what, have, uh, what, is, what efforts have you done to try to locate that? Well, we've made efforts over the years. I mean, we've just gone and met with people in the uh, DA's office. My investigative partner and I years ago took a, a comprehensive report down there. It asked for certain things we thought would deserve a second look. And the evidence was certainly one of them. Like, can we just find out where the evidence is? Because now there's so many, you know, breakthroughs with DNA that who knows what it would show. And there's a lot of physical evidence. So and I know the parents and the family made efforts over the years with the police department. Um, America's Most Wanted came here in 2000. They did a full hour. They had a retired New York City homicide detective come and do his investi investigation. And uh, the police department didn't respond to him. So I know he tried to, uh, they, they didn't work with him, which was a little bit unusual. Police usually worked with them. Yes, that's very unusual. I mean, yeah. to even get on, um, America's Most Wanted Radar is pretty <laughs> tough, you know, and the fact that they did that is actually pretty good. W were there any other results that happened from that broadcast? A lot of people called in. Uh, nobody from the Oklahoma, you know, the way that show worked, a, usually a, an investigator from the, the correct jurisdiction would be there taking the calls that came in. Right. Well, nobody from Oklahoma City was there. Um, so a lot of calls came in and we heard through the investigator we had worked with who came, um, a lot of the stuff that people had told us in Britain that, um, Lane was involved and that another person had been confessing and was bragging throughout Britain. So some of the, anyone who's ever looked at this case comes to the same group of names. Um, there were, you know, two bullets found, two different types of bullets. So we believe there were two shooters and the America's Most Wanted Detective came to the same conclusion. Yeah, I mean, two separate bullets don't come out of the same gun. It usually, right. is, yeah, two, right. separate, uh, two separate people. Uh, so, and no word about a shovel. There was a shovel taken from, the police confiscated a shovel from Lane Henley's house, also a tarp, they did. And I believe they did take that downtown when he was arrested or at some point in there. So, and uh, they, they said they, could, they didn't find, you know, anything of consequence uh, on there. Uh, I see, but a shovel should be pretty easy to find in the in the uh, evidence room, correct? Right, you'd think. Yeah, yeah you would think. So <laughs> I'm really kind of I'm really kind of surprised that they didn't work with um, with America's Most Wanted. I'm very surprised. And uh, when America's Most Wanted came out and actually did the show, uh, how many years it passed when when they, did that show air? Um, they came in 2000, and I think the show aired in the spring of 2001. Oh. And so that's 13, 14 years after the murders. Yeah. Oh, so 13 years after the murders. Yeah, and even in 2001, though, you know, DNA evidence still had made some advancements. I Absolutely. Mean, more Absolutely. advancements than uh, I remember being, you know, a kid in the 80s. Right. <laughs> Weren't we all? I know, right? <laughs> I was in my 20s. I was having a great time. I remember when DNA, you know, when that 
you know, and it was just like, oh my God, they can like, like magic, right? Yeah. Like magic. yeah. You yeah. Know, who, who knew that it would like grow into this, uh, you know, phenomenal. Absolutely. And it really takes a lot of the BS out of it. You're either yes. there or you weren't there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's really right. Like, you know, evidence can get, you know, the chain of custody that you're talking yeah. about, which is super critical and not having people right. walk through your crime scenes and right. you know, being able to cordon all of those off and then control those environments. Absolutely. And, you know, we saw that in the OJ trial where, you yeah. know, the evidence was... Fiasco. Uh, yeah. And it's like <laughs> so important to like... Yes. Yeah. But in some of the smaller jurisdictions, and I'm not saying that Oklahoma City is a small jurisdiction, because right. it's not. But, you know, back in, uh, you know, in that time i mean it's just it's just so sad to me that you know i have daughters and i could only imagine you know finding both of them you know uh in the same condition that uh they were found you know 25 is not a young age it's not old but it's not a right. young age either it's right. not it's a couple of 16 year olds but right. you know and also too i think it's important to note that at the time in 1987 it's it was very different than it is today today we would probably be pretty less reluctant to you know yep. get in a car with somebody or you know do any of that kind of stuff and in the 80s it it was in the 70s it was right better. that's right you know, that's right. 80s, 80s got a little bit better, but right. So, how can um, you know? We are going to you and I are going to work on that uh, the Freedom of Information Act, and see yes. if we can't get some attention drawn to uh, where this evidence is. And you know, you know me yes. well enough to know that I got a couple of big guns under my belt. So there's like absolutely I can reach out to that will be more than happy uh, Good. You know, to help. Good. And that listen, I, when Mrs. Dog was alive, I'll tell you, I loved I loved uh, being on Capitol Hill with both of them, and I was with them a lot. And let me tell you, the governor doors would fly open. <laughs> I bet. Would fly open and they're running to, you know, one take a picture with Beth and all that stuff. And they were, you know, Dog and Beth were like just so gracious about the whole thing. But, you know, they were right on target and people really wanted to talk to them. And and Dog is sure. very, very powerful. You know, people yeah, are talking to him. And, um, right. You know, he is about truth and justice and, you know, everyone knows that he did, you know, he made a mistake. He paid, you know, he paid for that and did his time. And so he sees it like from both, from both sure. sides, you know, this mother deserves to have closure. So yeah. I think, you know, by you and I working on this, let's see how far we get. And if sure. we get far, then, you know, we know what kind of ammunition we have. Uh, Absolutely. You know, to move forward. And I, I want to just kind of like remind the, um, the, you know, the listeners that there may be a time where you and I do like a follow up on this very case just to kind of yes. bring people Good. to date on, you know, what's right. happened with this. You know, lots of people always like to know where are they now? Absolutely. What's happening. And um, I think that if we did that and that we needed some help, you know, we have an army of angels behind That's us. That's great, isn't it? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, we can write senators and we can write, you know, the governor, the county council, we can get drilled down. We just need an answer. We need yes. an answer. So, so this 
one of a couple of things is going to happen. We're either going to get the evidence and we can get it tested. And then right. that goes off on a whole nother direction. Right. Or there is none. Right. And this mother deserves to have that answer. She deserves that. Absolutely. Even if there is none or destroyed or lost or whatever, my gosh, she, she, it's inhumane to not, for her to not know that at this point. It's just obscene to me. How old is she now? Charlotte's in her 70s. No. That lady is the toughest lady I think I've ever met. She's, you know, she lost Rocky, her husband of four million years. And uh, sorry, Charlotte, I didn't mean to say it like that. But uh, they were married for a long time. Um, she uh, died several times on the table in the operating room for heart uh, uh, surgery. She came back and she's been recently dealing with that. I mean, she's just, she's unbelievable. I saw her about a year ago and uh, I plan to go see her here in the next week. I'll tell you this, Rainy. I told you this privately, but when, when I told her that you were doing this, she kind of sighed and she said, you know, uh, that is the best news I've heard in a very long time. And it just kind of made me sad, but it made me happy. And if anyone needs some good news, it's Charlotte Pennington. Yeah. She's been through it. Listen, I, I agree. I mean, we have got to get answers. And, you know, we know that, uh, you know, agencies are stretched thin or, or whatever the yeah. case may be. And all we can right. deal with is the truth and whatever right. the truth is. And if right. the evidence is not available or it's not around or it's gone or it's missing or yeah. got swept up in whatever, whatever the right. answer is, we need to, you know, we need to do this. We really need to yes. do these people. So uh, for Charlotte, it, and, uh, the girl's uh, brother is still alive, right? Yes, they, uh, they had two brothers, Ron and Alan, and they're still alive. Yes, I'm in okay. touch with Alan, but I've spoken with Ronnie. So, okay. yeah, you know, it's just so sad L losing half your family, you know, just boom, but half your kids gone. I mean, it's just yeah. almost more than you think a person can continue to be alive, but she's yeah. toughed it out. We need to get her some answers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that, you know, she missed out on and Absolutely. I, I agree. I think that we should do it. So, well, wonderful. Let's, uh, you know, me and you, let's, uh, let's see. We'll do we it. Said. Yes, exactly. And then <laughs> I think that we'll update everybody kind of as we go. And then, uh, so this is kind of where we're going to leave it for now. I want to thank everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. You know, please keep these, this family in your hearts. Please yes. keep them in your prayers. Honestly, this is no different than my family, your family. It's right. all, these girls out are our girls. That's they right. represent our girls. And Charlotte represents our mom and right. represents, you know, we are all connected. So uh, I want to thank you, Dorian. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of your insight and all of your, you know, tenacious work over all the years. And let's see if we can't you know, work together to get this family some answers. If, uh, the, if we do find the evidence, let's scare up some funds so we can get the DNA testing done sure. and let's nail this. Absolutely. All right. Sure appreciate it, Rainy. I know the family appreciates it and it's just fantastic for you to do this and showcase this very, uh, you know, this, this needs justice. So I, I appreciate that and I know they do too. My pleasure, my pleasure. I am, I look forward and let's see if we can't get her some answers. Let's go for it. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you.